Welcome to the Tips in Salsa podcast, your local source for chips, salsa, and instructional technology happenings within the Redlands Unified School District. And here are your hosts, Jamie Quartz, Dwayne Coles, Nicole House, Caleb Rothy, and Jen Vadney. Hello, Redlands teachers and staff. Thank you for joining us for this special holiday edition of the Tips and Salsa podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm here today with our tech coaches, Nicole, Hi. Caleb, Hello. and Jen. Hello. So we're doing something a little different this time. We've opted to do a guest-free show. And since it's the holiday season, we're celebrating with crackers and a cheese ball instead of chips and salsa. It's very holiday-ish. Yeah, it feels, very, a, feels appropriate. Yes, festive. For our well, December episode. What's in that cheese ball, Nicole? It's cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Smash into a ball. Special cheese, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, and there's pecans and green onion and, yeah, a little bit of everything. Yeah, mostly cheese. Mostly cheese, though. Yeah, yeah but it's it's, and what's that it's delectable. It has strawberry preserves on top. Mm. Isn't that strange? Well, it's good, don't you think? What do yeah. you guys think? I tend to dodge the preserve mostly. But <laughs> oh, got it. You okay, can't. It's smothered all <laughs> over it. It's eating out of the middle. Now I see what's going on here. You know. I'll even it up. I'll eat the preserves. Preserves? Okay. We may not have a podcast today. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just enjoy our cheese ball. Yeah. (laughs) Not to be confused with Saturday Night Lives. (laughs) That's very different. Holiday (laughs) tradition. Yeah. Where were we? Well, we're at the point where I say we hope this doesn't suck. Yes. Anyway. Okay. Here we go. Um, so as Jamie mentioned, we wanted to do things a little bit differently this time. We do have a couple of topics that we want to talk about on this podcast. We're going to focus on two things. Um, one will be the California STEAM Symposium, uh, which took place just recently at the beginning of December. And then the second thing we want to discuss is something in the EdTech world called Edge Protocols. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of want to give everybody a little bit of insight on, on what those are and how they might be able to use them in their classroom. And then also talk about some upcoming workshops that we have planned all around that concept. So let's dive in right away. Alrighty. We're going to start today by talking about the California STEAM Symposium. Um, this is an event that's held annually. I believe it was, correct me if I'm wrong, this was the seventh consecutive year seventh that they've is had correct. it? Seventh correct, yeah. Um, and it was in Anaheim this year, which is awesome. It's kind of almost right in our backyard. And so a lot of people from our department were able to attend. Uh, all four of us that are on the podcast today were there. Um, when we're recording this podcast right now, this is just a few days after the STEAM Symposium. So we kind of wanted to debrief on that a little bit, um, share some of our takeaways and some of the highlights and, and things like that for everyone, um, and discuss it a little bit so that you know kind of what role Redlands had at the event, mm-hmm. and also some other fantastic things that happened there. And maybe if you're, um, if you're a STEM teacher or you play some sort of a role in that realm at your school site, um, you, maybe you help with the lab or you're just, you know, you're, you're trying to come up with some new innovative um, engineering or science or math-based um, activities for your classroom, uh, this is maybe an, attend- an, an event you might want to consider attending uh, maybe next year or in a future year. So um, we'll talk a little bit about that and figure out if anybody's interested in going to it and checking it out. So, um, let's start with this, and and Jamie, I'm going to kind of pitch it to you here. We had a whole bunch of students that, uh, a whole bunch of Redland students that were in attendance at the STEAM Symposium this year. I think it was four tables worth at the student showcase. Yeah, Um, how many schools? It was quite a few schools. Yeah, we had Rev, Citrus Valley, Franklin, and Victoria, and Mentone, I think, were were there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um... Yeah, in Ligonia. So uh, shout out to those schools and kids. And, and a big thanks to Deepika, who really did a good job of arranging all uh-huh. this. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was not easy. I mean, we had we had a bus. We had we had lunches and breakfasts and t-shirts. teachers, T-shirts. And, yeah, it was cool. And to um, kind of pull that together. And, and not only that, but work with the uh, organizers of the STEAM Symposium to get us tables um, set up at, at the, de- the student demonstration area. We had four tables. Yeah. I think that was the most of any district. Yeah, I, I mean, um, the symposium is mostly for teachers and administrators and, and things of that nature. Um, so it's not really a, a student event, but they did have this really great student showcase area. And by my count, I think Redlands was the most well-represented district out of anyone in the state of California there in terms of the number of students for sure. that were presenting and had a presence there. Not only that, um, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, it's just in wide range. We had students from first and second, first and grade, second grade all the way up through the engineering club um, at Rev- 
Redlands East Valley High School. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, and it was definitely uh, unique things. I mean, nobody had Gardner Holt, obviously. We had right. we had our robot there, uh, and that was pretty awesome. Uh-huh. Um, I'm sorry, animatronic right. Uh, right. machine there. Um, we have our, our C-STEM math mm-hmm. uh, uh, kids there uh, from high school talking about um, how we're doing coding and robo- robotics as it relates to the math curriculum, which is definitely unique. Um, not a whole lot of schools in the state are doing that. Of course, we're doing that through UC Davis, and uh, and the little kids were super charming with the um, with the animatronics and the Z space. For sure. And um, I'll pitch it back to you guys to kind of talk about what you thought when the state superintendent was talking to our kids. Yeah, I think for me that was one of the the biggest highlights of the whole event. The state superintendent of public instruction, Tony Thurman, was there. Um, he was actually a speaker at one of the keynotes. We'll right. talk about that in a couple of minutes. Um, but in his schedule, he's a really busy guy, but in his schedule they had cleared out some time for him to come visit the student showcase in the afternoon on the first day. And so he came by, and I, I want to say he spent probably 20, 25 oh, yeah. minutes or oh, so sure. um, yep. over there talking to all the Redland students. He was very personable um, with each one of them and, and went station to station and I think interacted with every single Redland student that was there, um, asking them questions, saying, hey, tell me about this. What have you learned? How does yep. this work? Um, was just very engaging and did a great job. Great photo op. We got a whole bunch of awesome yep. photos. Uh, a bunch of smiling kids that were really excited to be able to show him. And it was just so neat to um, kind of put a pin in the map for Redlands and all the great things that we're doing here. Um, the students were able to show them all the you know the CSIM stuff that they're doing and the AR, VR stuff that they're doing and all the Animaker stuff that they're doing. All of that they were able to showcase and demonstrate to him. And he seemed really impressed. Yeah, and if this podcast ever works its way up to the state capitol and to Mr. Thurman, we want to thank him because yep, he was definitely. none of us had met him, none of us had really heard him speak or you know seen him talk, but right. all of us uh, had the takeaway that this is a genuine guy who yep. really cares about kids yep. and what's going on in the state. And uh, he yeah, was a big is. advocate for uh, innovation and yeah. for sure. loved what we were doing here yeah. in Redlands. Yeah, a huge advocate for 21st century learning yeah. and, for, and for modernization of everything that we're doing. And I mean, it was high fives and fist bumps all the way around, shaking hands with all the students, posing for pictures with them. Um, it was really a, a great thing. And he spent so much time with our students. It was fantastic. Yeah, I also would like to add that um, one of our former guests on the show, Alan Tho, who's a teacher at CV, um, was there with his students. And he got an opportunity to interact with the um, elementary students. And he was really excited about the things that they were sharing and that he was hearing them talk about, the things that they've already been experiencing that he um, said, you know, I can't wait for them to get up to the high school level and be able to see what they can do at that point. Because now they're being um, exposed and and getting the opportunities to really learn these things at a younger age. So that was a a really good connection, too. I thought that was nice that he was able to see that and share that with me. So it was fun. And the younger kids are doing some amazing things. Uh, They were... A group of second graders, they were talking about the respiratory system. They had lungs that were printed with a 3D printer, and then they had, like, circuits, and each circuit was connected to a computer, so they wrote code, and so when you touch the circuit, the computer read and described what was happening in that part of the, the, the flow, and all those pieces together created a pretty unique and interesting project. And I, and I know I beat this dead horse all the time, but a year ago today, I'm pretty sure those kids had no idea right, they'd right. be here with a lab coat, um, you know, <laughs> yeah. at a state yeah. conference right. as a 10-year-old talking to the state superintendent. Yeah. And even today, you know, I was thinking of, um, today was the ch- r- the chain cutting mm-hmm. or yeah. ribbon for yeah. Garner Holt. So another m- momentous day for us in Redlands. Um, I did get a chance to speak to those kids over at the Garner Holt Lab, and and they and I asked them that same question: Did you imagine even this summer right. that you'd be, you know, doing the things, doing doing the things you're doing and and being a part of an event like this? And it's just like the 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 opportunities for these kids in Redlands is just off the chain. It's yeah. we're so proud. That's tremendous, and and we were so as a district so well represented. The students were so prepared and so engaging with everything that they talked about. It was just. It was a huge banner day, I think, for anybody that, that you know waves the Redlands flag 
to see so much great stuff happening in the district and to see it so well represented by the students that were there. And big shout out to all the, the teachers and the educators that were involved in making that happen and preparing the yeah. students to Definitely. look so good and sound so good there and then coordinate this. You mentioned Deepika earlier. Um, I, I think everybody sometimes it gets lost just how challenging it is to coordinate, you know, busfuls of students going down there on a regular school day from multiple different schools with all the equipment necessary and and it all went really well and we ended up looking fantastic as a result and and just two funny funny things about um the kids responses to the superintendent <laughs> he um first of all he really liked the um z space glasses so he asked a little mentone kid hey i like these can i keep them and the kid's like, no, you can't. <laughs> and, th and then uh, he asked another kid, hey, this is super fun. Can I have a job working where you guys are? And he's like, uh, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> 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 to the superintendent of the, the state. Right. right. Yeah. The whole state. Well, I want to piggyback on the Garner Holt reception today. Uh, Mr. Radoy from Rev, he teaches physics and engineering. He also is the advisor for the engineering club. He received an invitation to the attendee event. And so now you have high school teacher and advisor right. starting to connect with the yes. middle school innovation yeah. and Garner Holt Lab um, instructor, and they are starting to connect. Yeah. And, you know, a partnership is going to form. So the students that are working on engineering tasks at middle school now can um, kind of flow right into the engineering club at the high school. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's one of the nice things that we get to see happening because yeah. not everybody sees that kind of behind the scenes mm -hmm. part where those bridges are being built yes. and um, those connections are being made from elementary to middle and now middle to high. Um, that's that's the exciting part for me with all of this, not just um, coding or robotics or any of that, but just the usage of the laptops and, and that kind of stuff. I think that that is really expanding and, and it's nice to kind of see that from, from our side of things. So. Yeah, and it's organic too. You know, we can't, we can't predict these things or even force them. Right. Um, and, and that's just a big thanks to just the teachers and staff in Redlands, how, how willing they are to, to learn new things, to, to build upon successes and to, to um, you know, uh, hone their own programs. Yep. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So for me, another one of the huge highlights at the uh, at the symposium were the keynotes. There were three fantastic keynotes that were there. Fantastic. Um, which, you know, when you go to conferences, you will sometimes have frequently a number of keynotes. And one will be, you know, really inspirational takeaway, and others will be like, yeah, that was kind of good. All three of these, really, I thought were, were outstanding. Uh, anybody want to dive in and talk about one in particular that, that kind of stood out to you? Um, I'll dive in, but I, mine... Favorite, I think, was probably the very last one that we saw when we got to see the creator of Hip Hop Ed, um, Christopher Edmund. Sorry about that, guys. Um, sorry, it's Emden. And um, he was just super motivating, really inspiring, um, down to earth. He told it like it was. You know, there was no holding back from him, that's yep. for sure. Yep. And um, really got everybody up and moving and thinking about things. Um, I think you said it best when he said, you know, he really pulled you into the story and then made you feel a little sad, but then brought you right back up <laughs> and, and left you feeling really good about you doing the job that you're doing. Yeah. So um, I, I've started following him on Twitter, and I, I'm just excited to see the things that come from that because uh, I'm going to look up some YouTube videos from him and, and kind of see what's going on. He, he was inspiring. I really liked what he had to say and, um, you know, just touched home for me so yeah. that was good. he has a, a background in i think it was engineering uh, or sciences sciences yes uh, what worked in a lab for a while yeah biology something of that nature right his mom thought he was going to be a scientist yeah and so he <laughs> he started his whole talk about steam and he said you know if you're going to take steam you got to Got to kind of take it back to STEM first, and he looked at that, and then he evolved it into STEAM, and then he really kind of focused in on that A a little bit and talked about, you know, how are the arts relevant and all right, this. Right, right. I think one of my big takeaways and one of his messages in this, almost maybe his thesis, is that um, starting with the culture of the students that you have around you is so important. Right. And if you're an educator, understanding the students that you're teaching today are different and unique. Every class is a, a different and unique class, and every generation of students, even you know micro generations, just different by a couple of years here or there. Um, they they have their own culture. They have their own world that they're growing up in. And and we as professional educators, we have to tap into that culture and what sure. makes them them. 
and, exactly. and make the learning That's, important and I totally relevant. Agree. Yeah. yeah. And it just, it resonated so strongly. And I've heard people talk about that before, but the way he tapped into that um, and the some of the examples he gave of just getting into like what his kids are into yep. and finding a way to get into that world with them and then um, connect the, the learning goals in the class to that to make it relevant for students was so powerful. Um, it's such a great challenge. You know, we many of us Absolutely. do a good job of it. We could be doing an even better job of it to reach not just most of the students, but to really try to reach every single student in our class. Yeah. I, go ahead. No, his, his message was really powerful, and I, I find it hard to describe the energy in the room. Um, he spoke really fast, and he was really engaging, and he pushed on issues, and I felt myself, like, hanging on every word. Like, because he spoke so fast, I, I was, like, leaning in, making sure I, I could hear and take in everything that he said. And um, I do suggest looking up YouTube videos of him speaking, because um, yeah. then you'll get the, the essence of what we experienced. Uh, he also wrote a book, which I have, and because... When they announced him, I, I'm like, I think I know that name. And um, they, the the person introducing him had started mentioning the title of the book, and right. then he, he hopped on stage, um, and she didn't finish the name. But it's uh, for white folks who teach in the hood. <laughs> right. And, uh, and I, I bought it, and I've, I've started reading about it. And to understand the message that he gave to us, yeah. I think reading the book would be a good way to learn to about it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And so we'll, in, in our show notes, um, we'll link his Twitter profile so that you can go find him and look him up. Um, and then through that, you can just, you know, Google his name and find some YouTube videos and stuff like that if you're interested. Anyway, I highly, highly, highly recommend looking into uh, everything that he was talking about. Um, some great stuff. If you're ever a teacher down in the trenches um, and starting to feel, you know, sense of despair, especially right. this middle part of the year, um, it, he has a great message that will help inspire you again um, into, you know, the love of this profession and the importance of what we do um, and help kind of, you know, ignite that spark once again that I know we all need to be at our best in the classroom. Yeah. But he wasn't the only one there. No. I also really enjoyed listening to Ellen Ochoa. Um, what did you guys think? Did you all, any get anybody else get to listen to her or ghosted in on her session? I did. Her keynote was fantastic. If you're not familiar, oh, amazing. Yeah, if you're not familiar with her, um, she's a former NASA astronaut. Um, also, after she was done with her um, astronaut portion of her career, first um, Latina, first Latina in space, right. which amazing, right? Uh, amazing to hear her talk and to think about um, you know those milestones that she was a part of during her career. Um, but then even went on to be um, the former, or, you know, went on to become the director of the Johnson Space Center, right? Um, and and held that role for a number of years. First Latina to ever be in that role yeah, as well. I would have thought, yeah. And so she talked a lot about her career. Um, she talked a lot about her work in space and her work at the Space Center. She brought some video clips with her. That's what I, I, I literally yeah. sat there with my mouth open. I mean, my jaw just dropped. The videos were so cool. Seeing her doing the job, you know, operating the robotic arm. I, it just, I, it was amazing. Inspiring. It was the coolest <clears throat> videos to see ever. <laughs> and, and the part that she was talking about, she was uh, she flew on the shuttle when those were, were in service. Right. Um, and she was a part of some of the missions that were helping to construct the International Space Station. So the clip that she brought was, I don't remember what mission number it was, but uh, it was when the, the um, International Space Station was partially constructed. So there were some livable modules up there that you could go to, but basically she brought a bunch of supplies and then helped continue that construction right. process. So um, you saw some some video clips and, and footage of the uh, space station, you know, only partially constructed oh, up there. Cool. And then she kind of cut later to, here's what it looks like once it was all fully developed. Um, and talked about not just the structure itself, but some of the science experiments that take place right. in there and why that structure is so powerful and beneficial for space research and for, for scientific research. Uh, it was just awesome. And it was so inspirational for to hear her talk about her journey in yeah. that world and some of the, you know, some of the barriers that she ran up against um, during that and how she overcame some of those things to to experience the success she did. It was a great keynote. Absolutely. I think that it was, um, for me, a little unexpected to have an astronaut at an educational um, symposium mm -hmm. like that. But once I heard her speaking and understood the message there, it, it does go back to Make, all that makes steam, sense. right? It's all a woman in steam. She, yeah, yep, absolutely. <clears throat> so, um you know, it's it's one of those things that's just inspiring to have one more opportunity to um, 
let our teachers, or I'm sorry, our students kind of know about? Sorry, I thought we were having an earthquake, but it's Jamie's <laughs> feet moving. Man, you had me nervous. Like I, I'm, I'm like, like, yeah, I know. Who else? Sorry. I was waiting for everyone else to look at me and say, yeah, no, I feel it too. I was just okay. noticing the cheese ball. It was completely full when we started. <laughs> and now it's like, where'd it go? Yeah, sorry I didn't, you know, share in that last segment, but That's I right. was eating. <laughs> um, the other one that we have to talk about is the opening keynote, and this one was... Was, it was not as much of a keynote as much as it was a fireside chat, yeah. you know, on a stage in front of a few thousand of your closest right, friends. Right, right. Um, Just a chat. <laughs> uh, but, Jamie, can you tell us who were kind of the speakers and the guests for that opening fireside chat? And I'm trying to stall so that you can finish the fight that you took <laughs> right before I said your name. Mm. Good cheap Yeah, I could tell you. Yes. Please it was do. the state superintendent interviewing... Right. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's so awesome. awesome. So let me set the stage. Yes, please. Right, because what, what is he doing at an educational right. conference? He's right? just there to talk about basketball. Yeah. Well, the <laughs> that's stage, not true. The stage that I was going to start with was him walking from behind the, the curtains. Right. The state superintendent might be 5'8". Yeah. Mm, <laughs> maybe. Kareem yeah, Abdul-Jabbar yeah. is seven foot two. <laughs> it was... Hilarious yeah. oh, to watch yeah. the two walk out. Huge difference. So they come in and they sit down in these nice little, you know, uh, talk show hair, uh, chairs. And yeah. um, I thought Tony Thurman did a great job of of weaving in questions about Kareem's uh, life growing up, his experiences in school, his education, his, his feelings about education. Right. Um, but also, um, I don't know if many people know this, but Kareem is actually an advocate of STEM and right. STEAM education. He has he has a camp in the LA mountains called Skyhook yep. that he sponsors. Great I think name. he said something like twelve thousand kids. Oh um, wow! Off the top of my head, something like twelve thousand kids in LA, the LA area, and hmm. mostly from impoverished areas, have had an opportunity to go up to the the mountains and experience like almost an astro campish kind yeah. of experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, that's one of his foundations. He's also authored 15 books. Yeah. That um, I couldn't believe. I had I no idea. Yeah. yeah. He's very well-rounded. Absolutely. You know, physical greatness with his basketball. Um, is author, 15 mm -hmm. books, mm -hmm. and is an advocate for STEAM. Right. And I, a grandfather. I think and one, a grandfather. <laughs> one of the things that I really appreciated about Kareem was he he emphasized like my boy. It's the first yeah. my boy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Two point eight rebounds per game, or block shots per game, leading scorers. Okay, right. okay. Anyway, um, is he really believes truly to his core in the the power of education? And I think he said multiple times, education is knowledge. Um, and he and he went back to his days in UCLA. Right. Talked about his respect for John Wooden. Yep. Respect for the learning, going to school. Um, you know, completing your education, uh, just traditional values, all yeah. those things, and and you could tell like paying taxes. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tony Tony Thurman did um, kind of in in a funny way. Oh, knowledge is power. Yeah, in a funny way, kind of try to see if he can get Kareem to say what he felt about today's NBA players mm -hmm. and stars mm -hmm. and. And, um, you know, he, he was very positive, but you can tell there was something in his voice that said he's a little disappointed in how some of that is lost right. in, in this generation. Right. and that respect part of, yeah. part of it. And so I really I really enjoyed listening to Kareem and, and um, his, his traditional values of just hard work, um, knowledge, education, uh, and, and just, just being respectful of the people that are there to support you and, right. and work hard for you. Yeah. Well, and you were lucky enough. You got to have a nice little souvenir photo op with him at the end. I there. did get a shot with uh, my boy, awesome. my boy yeah. Kareem. <laughs> I won't release that, that shot because I'm shorter than him, and he's standing, <laughs> sitting he's down. Sitting yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. And what we didn't know is um, Jamie's suit that day was a breakaway suit. He tore it away, and there's a Lakers jersey underneath. <laughs> yeah, crazy. It did say Kobe Bryant's name on it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That could uh, be a problem. I will throw in that we did get a picture with another famous star. Huge, so Huge star. We did. We did. Group we did. photo. Star yeah, it was mm -hmm. a group photo with Snoopy. With <laughs> Not Snoop Dogg. Not Snoop totally Dogg. Snoopy. Yeah. Snoopy. The Snoopy. Snoopy. But, right, it was the actual Snoopy. It was the Snoopy. 
that was great. Yeah. Was, yeah. That was memorable. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure that photo's online somewhere. It's on, gotta but be. It's on the dark web, so yeah. you're going to have to really Oh, gosh. <laughs> Um, one other feature that they had there, so the keynotes were great and, and awesome, and the student showcase was a great thing. Um, one of the other components that they had there were all these breakout sessions. And if you've ever been to a conference before, that's typically where you go into small rooms and, you know, a room of like 30 or so people, and there's somebody guiding you through something. Um, but they did the breakout sessions a little bit differently here. They had some rooms that were like that, but then also another roundtable-style room. Um, anybody want to give us a little brief overview of what that was like? I guess I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jamie participated. He was a speaker. He led, he led a roundtable, so I think he should oh. explain what you had to do. Well, yeah, I, I can't. I can't mention this without mentioning my my colleague Jen Hunt, who um, who we got to present together with, and our topic was really um, the the. <laughs> Jen is mutilating. <laughs> Nicole is mutilating, is. mutilating the cheese ball. She's chasing one little chunk of cheese ball around yeah. the plate I, with I a cracker. I feel for you because I did that about two minutes before. We've pretty much destroyed about three quarters of the cheese ball. It's not a appetizing. It's anymore. more like a cheese wedge now. Yeah, it's not <laughs> a I'm not even ball. sure it's that. It's just it's, a mound. It's of like a jelly and cheese. Cheese gel. It's a it's a melted snowman. Oh. Yeah. Oh. With, yeah. Oh, that's a downer. What would the Sorry. red jelly represent? You don't want to know. Food <laughs> <laughs> punch. Okay. Where were we? Roundtables. Oh. Or something. Roundtables. Anyway, um, the topic of our roundtable was on um, innovation labs, and and I would consider that one of our emerging strengths in our district. Um, you know, a lot of well, and those sessions were packed. Packed, and and that was the first question that Jen and I asked the people: is uh, we're guessing that you're here because you either have an innovation lab or you're trying to start an innovation mm -hmm. lab. Every one of them mm -hmm. are trying to do it. None of them are doing it district wide like we are. Right. <laughs> you know, everybody is trying to do it on in an isolated incidence. Uh, uh, That's hard at a site or you know, or their classroom. But um, they're really interested in the the ones that we have. Um, you know, our Garner Holtz, our Z spaces, and and also kind of our theory and concept on how we want to continue building these district wide. Perfect. And and so. Um, it was a lot of fun. It was very, very successful and very well received. And, you know, um, I can't say enough about how, how much fun I had presenting with Jen, such a smart, talented teacher and um, coach in our district. So a lot of fun. And, and we were table 35. Right. So, so going back to the original question, uh, you know, about can you describe that? There was so there was 35. Um, it, the round tables had seating for eight to ten. <laughs> um, but but we they they saw how many people were around us. They actually pushed two tables together, yeah, and they were right. still standing yeah. around yeah. us. Yeah. I want to kind of paint the picture for this. So you're in a giant ballroom. I think is probably yeah. the best way to describe yeah. it. And so there are all these round tables, like you would see at a wedding or something like that. Um, and the tables are large. They can see, like Jamie said, eight to ten. But like he said, he was at table thirty-five. So imagine there's you know forty, fifty of these round tables in this huge ballroom with people all over the place. And so Jamie sends all of us a text like 20 minutes before it's time for his thing to go. Um, and he goes, hey, can you guys come to the beginning of my session? I'm worried nobody's going to come. And I, I want to make sure that there seem like there are some people sitting at the table. Yeah. And so we all walk in. It's probably still 10, 12 minutes before it's go sure. time. We walk into the room. We're looking around. Where's table 35? Because there's all these people milling about. And they're kind of over towards a corner. And we walk over there, and Jamie already has, like, 12 people at his <laughs> yeah, table. Yeah, it was already packed. It's there already was packed. No room for us. You're right. There was no need for us to be there. So um, kudos to Jamie and Jen um, on, A, you know, bringing this topic to the forefront because clearly it generated a lot of a interest. Hot topic. Um, but also just launched and facilitated a killer conversation for a lot of people to learn from. And if you were ever thinking about you know, presenting at a STEAM conference or, yeah, at, at, in... ISTE, Q. Well, this one is nice because you presented for 25 minutes. Mm -hmm. And so the round table session was an hour, but the first 25 minutes there was a presentation and then there was like a five, 10 minute break and the people left the table. The presenters stayed at their table, and the participants kind of walked to another round table to join. 
Um, and then for the second 25 minutes, Jamie and Jen repeated their presentation. Right. So it was it, it was short, sweet, yeah. power-packed information sharing. Kind of and informal. Yeah. Informal and not overwhelming. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, mm -hmm. It was more like a conversation. So the last thing I want to mention on this, um, before anybody else has any, if you have any closing thoughts or anything, is that this symposium was really cool and it was really well done. And if you're a Redlands teacher that does anything with STEAM, if you are a K-5 teacher, you should seriously consider um, sure. uh, attending mm -hmm. um, at some point, if, if not next year, then a, a future year or something like that. Uh, because there's all sorts of different ideas and activities that you could bring back to your classroom and implement, I mean, right away. Um, if you're a secondary teacher and you teach math or you teach science um, or you're doing any sort of a thing with some sort of an innovation lab or a club that's doing um, engineering and problem solving and, and all sorts of things like that, you should consider attending as well because um, I attended a handful of sessions that were simple, easy little activities that I was curious about that I could totally see bringing back to my classroom tomorrow and doing with students. So it's a really cool opportunity. And like I said, all three of the keynotes were stellar. I mean, I, I feel like the keynotes were worth the price of admission alone. Absolutely. Um, just how great those were. So really great event. Um, kudos to Deepika. I know she was kind of on the uh, the planning committee for this and, and contributed to help put it all together. Um, but it was a really cool event, and I recommend it to any Redlands teacher that's involved in any sort of STEAM field. And um, I'd like to give a shout-out to someone that I have attended his sessions before and have presented next to uh, in in like co-presented or you guys were competing no. in two rooms we were competing in rooms oh, so man. we were next to each other but it was glass so we could kind of see each other and we <laughs> waved um but I, was more full mine yeah <laughs> that's how we no, roll no no but um sorry ed, you were giving a shout out i was giving a shout out to ed <laughs> campos um he Presents a lot um, for 360 Math, which is vertical whiteboards. I met him in the elevator. Yes, really, <laughs> really nice gentleman. Yes. Uh, but the session that I went to, which was a breakout session, an hour-long session, was um, Bootstrap. I'm going to see if I have that right. Um, Bootstrap is the name of the company, but it's mixing math, specifically algebra, with computer science. So we... I got in and I was doing um, order of operation problems, but coding that process, it was really cool. The piece that I want to highlight is when it got to the point when we were able just to kind of work through some problems, I love how he structured the session. He allowed for people to get up, walk around the room to different problems because he had whiteboards around. Mm -hmm. um, and so if you wanted to stretch but still talk and work on problems, you had that opportunity. And if you wanted to sit at your table and work on problems, you could sit at your table and work with the people. Right. So you don't always get that option when you're in a session. Um, and I I saw lots of people getting up and meeting new people. Yeah, they, they just started conversations because they wanted to get up and work at a certain problem. And uh, the, the atmosphere in the room was really nice, informal, um, lots of talking, but a lot of camaraderie. So um, great presentation. Well, that kind of leads us into our next area of yeah, um, conversation. We mentioned at the beginning that we were going to be talking about edgy protocols. Um, and if you haven't heard about these, there are actually two books that are out now that are um, edgy, protocol, edgy protocol field guides. There's book one and book two. Um, they are very well written by Marlena Hepburn and John Carippo. Carippo. Am I saying it correctly? Thank you. Um, and we all received these books and have been going through them after hearing a lot about them at different conferences that we've gone to. So in a nutshell, an edu protocol is basically a frame or a model that you use over and over again uh, just by changing the curriculum. So think about um, something that you do on a regular basis that is a routine. This would be the same kind of idea. The nice part about it is that they manage to get in lots of collaboration, critical thinking, communicating, and the creativity. So all those four C's are hit in your lessons. It's just a matter of changing the curriculum from time to time. So um, we're going to talk a little bit about the sessions that we have coming up. Yeah. But I did want to just also throw out there um, the, the 
protocols themselves are really fun and easy. Once your students get used to using them, um, they start to show a lot of um, excitement around them. And it's not necessarily the topic or the curriculum that you're going over, but it's the protocols themselves that make it fun. So they have things like the fast and the curious, right? So that's a title for an edu protocol. Kids love that. That's a great name. The other one is a cyber sandwich. So just the names alone, you use that with the kids. You say, today we're going to use the cyber sandwich and we're going to be practicing our math facts or whatever the topic may be. And they know exactly what to do. Is so, there anything that talks about chips and salsa? Um, I, I haven't seen that one. It's, that must be in field guide It's flawed. It's we'll, flawed. I, you know what? I'll reach out to them. Yeah. I'll see if we can get chips and salsa in yeah. there. <laughs> That so let's talk a little bit about good. the sessions. Yeah, well, so before we do the sessions, I just kind of want to plug the book for a second right. and, and plug this whole entire thing. Um, for me, this book is kind of transformational. We throw that word around in education a whole lot, but I got to tell you, um, this is kind of exactly what I've been looking for as a teacher. Right. Um, I'm very tech forward, I would consider myself, and I've been looking for ways when I was in the classroom and even when I'm out of the classroom. How do I get my kids to do more cool, awesome stuff with tech? Um, the answer most of the time is, okay, you as a teacher, find an additional 12 hours, sit down, build a really awesome tech-centric activity, yeah. bring it back to your class, do it for one hour, and then that's over, and now what are you going to do day two? And so I know that's a barrier that I faced. I think it's a barrier that a lot of my colleagues face here sure. in Redlands and, and in any other district. I want to use more tech. I want my students to do thing, more things with tech. But how do I do that and not kill myself as a teacher right. trying to hand build all these activities? And so a lot of the time we will do something like we'll go out to Teachers Pay Teachers and we'll buy something that somebody else has put together. Um, there's value in that. There's good stuff out there. I, that's not where I reach anymore. The place that I go is for these edu protocols. Absolutely. Um, and so I want to I wanna first of all pitch these books. This would be a great thing if you're a teacher to, to purchase for yourself. It is the holiday season. This would be a great wish list item for any of us. Hint, or for hint. Any... I, I'm waiting on on my I, gift of Field Guide Two. I don't. Yeah, I don't have Field Guide Two hint, either. Hint, Santa. Santa. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but this, if you've got a teacher in your life or just yourself, this would be a great thing to put on your list. A great thing to have on your you know your bookshelf in your classroom. Um, because and it's a quick read. That's really short. But the, these are power-packed um, ideas that you can use tomorrow. Right. So basically, I, my pitch for this would be: all of the edge of protocols are not an activity you do one time. It's something that you do and you teach your students how to do that they then um, will do multiple times throughout the year. Correct. So once you teach them something like the cyber sandwich, that's a, a technique for doing something. It's a lesson shell. And then you can use that cyber sandwich with any content area, any grade level for the most part. Right. Um, and so you go, hey, I'm going to do this cyber sandwich thing. And, you know, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're going to do this once a week or we're going to do this once every two weeks. So they get good at it. And then this is just how they go about learning the content in your class. Right. This then becomes your lesson plan. Your routine. Yep. And it, it, what I love about it is it shifts a lot of that I need time to build things from the teacher to the student. Because these are things you set up one time really quickly, and then you turn over the template or the layout or the shell to your students, and they fill in all the content and all that information really quickly. Um, so that's my sales pitch for that. Yeah, and no, I agree. I think, and not only that, but they also talk at the beginning of Field Guide 1 that um, it's it's about the culture in your classroom as well. Yeah. You know, kind of having that relationship with your kids and getting at their level where you're teaching them things um, in their language. You know, I mean, they're, like I said, the names of them alone are just fun and the kids want to do them. There's a, a cyber, I'm sorry, internet scavenger hunt. I mean, just those kinds of things to be able to say, you're still getting them to look up the material that you want them to look up, but you've got this great name for it. So you really get the buy-in from the kids. So. Yeah. So I know what you're thinking. This is awesome. How do I get started on all of this? <laughs> and um, here's Nicole to tell you a little bit more about what we have for you so that you can get started awesome. with some of these things. Yeah, so we're going to be doing some trainings when we come back. Um, they are in LMS right now. You can go in there and sign up. We have our first one coming up on January 14th. Um, there's another one February 19th. And then I'm doing one on March 3rd. So um, I'll go ahead and talk about mine. I am going to be doing... Um, one called The Book of Quotes. So um, just 
Is that what it's called? Yeah. Game yeah. of Quotes? Game, Game of Quotes. Quotes. Game of Quotes. Game of Quotes. <laughs> Game of, Book of Thrones. So I know. I totally threw myself yeah. off there. See? Um, so this one's a really fun one that I just learned about online. Um, and it is a way for students to, or for teachers, to get students more involved in some um silent reading. So you're doing silent reading in your class and you're never really sure if they're actually doing the reading or they're just kind of sitting there zoning out or maybe doing something completely different <laughs> from that. Um, so this gives you an opportunity to get the kids involved in um, the reading itself and they just have to do simple reading for a period of time that you sent set, I'm sorry, and then you reveal a prompt to them. And when you reveal the prompt, that sets them on kind of a um, opportunity to go looking for who said that in that part of the book. So um, again, almost like a scavenger hunt kind of thing, but when they're doing the reading and they're doing the game of quotes, they are just buying into it so much more. So you've got that accountability for them. You're kind of um, setting a routine and checking in with them every couple of minutes. So their recommendation that I did with them was an 8 to 10 minute of reading. But again, you can adjust that. And that's the great thing about these protocols is you make it work for your class. So if you're doing this with younger students and they need less reading time, you could absolutely change that. Um, so it's kind of a fun way to just check in with your kids and see how they're doing with some silent reading. So what are the other, we have, um, Caleb, remind me of the session that you're doing. So Sorry. I'm doing one called Iron Chef, uh, and I'll give you a quick little taste of this. I, this is my favorite out of all of the Edge Protocols, and one that I, I really think every teacher should, you know, try this at least once in their classroom. Uh, but if you've ever seen the TV show Iron Chef, basically you get some chefs together, think of your students as the chefs, and they're going to have to prepare a meal. But what you get at the last second is you get a secret ingredient. And so what you're going to have on this is a secret challenge that all the students have to basically build their little slide or their little activity around. Um, and so you as the teacher, you're in charge of the secret ingredient, and that's kind of it. Is there something about chips and salsa in that one? Uh, yeah, the secret ingredient could be chips and salsa. Okay. So um, the way that this would kind of work is you would take a concept that you're studying in class, and if you imagine like the old stand and deliver model where I as a teacher might build a slide deck that has all the information that I'm going to lecture on, um, imagine me building a quick little framework for this slide deck but removing all of the content. And so I pose a couple of questions to students, and then I give them limited resources. They get four slides only. They get a limited amount of time. I provide some links to materials, and I say, hey, you need to go read about this really quickly and put together this quick little slide deck. It doesn't have to be beautiful. It doesn't have to be perfect. I'm looking for quick information. Um, and the students just devour this. Once you turn it into kind of like this game, this contest, this game show right. kind of vibe and feel, um, they will dive into dry, boring reading materials like you have <laughs> never seen before. They will go after this and devour the content to try to get their slide deck, uh, slide deck done really quickly. Right. Um, so if you're interested in that and learning more about that, I'm doing a workshop on that on January 14th. You can sign up in OMS. It's already in there right now. So you could sign up today. Come on down. I'll show you how it works. And you'll actually be able to leave that session with one kind of roughed out for your own classroom with your own content area. So a little more background on yours, Caleb, and, and mine that I didn't add. Mine is actually something that is a um, independent activity so is yours sounds like it might be more of a group activity it's frequently done in groups you could okay. also have it done uh, individually with students but um, this is better done I think in groups because sure. it, it requires some collaboration skills um, but it also requires accountability at the same time so I'll show you all the details on that when you come to my workshop you're all coming right right definitely right. come check well, it out sure. of course. And I think that's the beauty of it right you can change it again to whatever your needs are so yeah. groups or independently whatever it's fun and who, who wouldn't want to do that and find out what the mystery ingredient is. And the, the cool thing about this, if you're um, an elementary school teacher, um, once you kind of get this Iron Chef Edge Protocol idea down, you could use it for anything. So you could do this on Monday with a science activity, and then on Wednesday you use this with an ELA activity. So it's, right. it's whatever your content is, once the students know how to kind of do the Iron Chef Edge Protocol, this stuff goes fast, it's high energy, um, and it, it's really high returns in terms of what the students are learning and uh, making them responsible for Absolutely. Uh, being an agent in their learning. Um, Jen, can you talk to us a little bit about the one that you're going to be highlighting? Yeah, I'm going to be working with Pecha Kucha. Oh my gosh, you all fell right now. <laughs> Ouch. Okay. You guys all right? 
<laughs> okay, um, so my edu protocol is called Bukakucha, which is a riff off of a Pechakucha. Uh, that type of a presentation consists of 20 slides that are automatically advanced in 20 second intervals. And so a Bukakucha takes four slides that advance every 15 seconds. That's pretty quick. Very quick. <laughs> so um, when would you do this? The example in the book, Edge Protocol book, um, talks about this as being an alternative to reading logs in book reports. Instead of having reading logs come in, um, you know, just at all different times and book reports coming in at all different times, a teacher could pick a date and say, all right, everyone, regardless of what page you are on in the book that you are reading, this Friday you are going to participate in a book of Kucha. And so the students create their slides based on what they have read so far. And the slides could have different themes. They can talk about three characters or three important events. Um, it, that, that theme can change, adjust. You know, adjust, depending on the teacher's whim. Um, but then at the end of the time allotted for students to complete those side, uh, slides, they present. So they present, they have about a minute to present their information. So it's quick, and the teacher can go through um, a rubric based on what they choose to grade at the time um, during that presentation. So kids are talking about their books, explaining characters, explaining theme, explaining plot, and presenting, getting their speaking skills, um, an opportunity to practice speaking right. skills in front of a class. And in short increments. In short one increments. Minute. One, one minute. That's Quick it. Quick and easy. It's yeah. over before you know it. Yep. Yeah. And imagine if they were doing that throughout the year, how their confidence would be built by the end of the year. You know, Definitely. I mean, just practicing. It's hard. It's not yeah. easy getting in front of a group. So mm -hmm. doing it in those short increments, I think that's awesome. And, you know, kind of updates that outdated book report form. Yeah, right? well, it, just, it <laughs> yeah. just brings it into the 21st century um, and meets the students, you know, where they are and where their interests are and um, gives them some of the skills that I think they need going yeah, forward. Yeah, I love it. I think kids would love it. Yeah. I think that's kind of the secret sauce with a lot of these edge protocols is they're small. They're bite-sized. They're yep. small chunks. It's not about sitting down and coming up with, you know, a 50-minute lesson that you're going to deliver to your students with all the I's dotted and the T's crossed. It's the small little thing that you would do regularly in your class that would get students on tech um, and using it for really productive purposes in their class. Absolutely. So it's not tech for tech's sake, but we're using it to leverage the learning that we already need to be doing in the classroom anyway in highly engaging and highly productive uh, activities in mm -hmm. class. Yeah. What could be better than that? I agree. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I think we need to stall for a second what as Jen sets the stage. What would be better than that? The, the lightning run would be better than that. Oh, the lightning run. that time? <laughs> Get ready. Who is it? Who's the lucky? You. You didn't know? Caleb. Caleb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We haven't done Caleb. Nope. I've nope, been waiting nope. to be in the seat for a while. Good. Let me get in the <laughs> special lightning round throne. Affectionately known as the hot seat. The hot Got seat. It. You need uh, to get 85% of the questions correct to pass. Sweating over here. These are all questions about me, right? Yeah. Yes. I'm good at those. <laughs> all right. So it's oh, one minute on the clock. One minute. Don't, don't press yet. I know. I'm eating right before. Are, are you snacking right before now? my lightning round? What the heck? <laughs> I need energy. Sustenance. All right. So. Lightning round. First thing that comes to mind when Jen says these things to you. All right. I've got the timer this time. Okay. Family. Right. Oh, wait. Sorry. <laughs> Good answer. Star Wars. Yeah, that's a callback. You have to go back and listen Christmas. to the previous episode to get the joke. All right. Here we go. I'm ready. Go. Are you? I'm ready. M mild, medium, or hot salsa? Hot. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Favorite Star Wars movie? Oh, all of them? <laughs> Do you have all one right. that you like more than... Uh, Rise of Skywalker, I hope. Me too. Okay, oh, yeah. Yeah. Next week. Okay. On a scale of one to ten, how do you feel about hex codes? Ooh, ten. <laughs> yeah. I love them. <laughs> do you prefer working with chart paper or Google Slides? <laughs> Google Slides all day, every <laughs> day. Question, good question. What's chart paper? Favorite childhood cereal? Uh, Lucky Charms, 
Although I probably should it. say Cheerios. That's all I was really allowed to have <laughs> as a kid. Honey nut? <laughs> no. Not even. The, the plain one. What is the only state you have not visited? Maine is the only state I've not visited, but hopefully not for long. Soon, wow. and I live there. That's for probably like the most boring years. state anyway. So. Oh, stop that! <laughs> I hear it's Beautiful. good. I hear there's pizza. Beautiful. Lots of it and lobster. Favorite percussion instrument? Uh, marimba. Ten seconds. Oh, name three winter sports. Three winter sports? Yes. Skiing, skiing fast, and skiing long. Um, Butt cake or apple pie? Apple pie. Game over. Oh, oh my gosh, that is tough. <laughs> well, that's a wrap, folks. And um, I guess since this is the holidays, holidays, I can be sappy for a second and Aww. just take the time out. Caleb, Nicole, and Jen, I, I can't tell you how proud I am of you guys and uh, it's just a pure joy to work with you, and and I'm just I, I just feel blessed to be a part of this team, and and um to the rest of our teammates, Jen and Olivia, Dwayne, Deepika, yeah. Jeff, Devlin, and even Kimmy and Minerva and Michelle for all the work they've done. Um, I'm blessed to work with Mary and Karen over in the Garner Holt Labs, and Michael over at Clement, and. The it's, feeling's mutual. It's, it's just, I, I it's like just awesome. Wait, wait, you're interrupting. Oh, yeah. Let them yeah. keep going. Let them okay. keep going. Go ahead, Jay. Um, They're a good-looking group. Yes. Yes, yes, they're we virtuous. Are. Yeah. Um, anyway, it, it is just a joy. And, and you know, I, I, I think that, um, you know, a lot of the work that you guys are doing is just really supporting these teachers and, and um, furthering the mission of our superintendent. And lots of great things happening. And we're looking forward to uh, what we can accomplish in the new year. Uh, thanks also to our amazing loyal listeners helping us to be the number one podcast <laughs> on the West Coast. Number one Redlands-based podcast. Yeah. 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 Uh, Redlands, enjoy a much-deserved break. And when you come back, remember to keep the innovative ideas coming in your classrooms. And maybe one day we'll be knocking on your door to be a guest on this amazing podcast. Thanks for joining us today. This is RUSD EdTech. Signing off. Check one, check two. Check three, check four. Check, check, check. Check eight and nine, ten. <laughs> Nicole and Jen, we might have to have you guys scoot a little closer. Okay. In. <laughs> okay. Jim, you want to kick this thing off? Yep. Are we record? We were actually recording. Yeah, it's recording right now. <laughs> oh, these are all outtakes. You want I to take stop? back everything that I said? I was just joking. I have one more question. Uh oh. Okay, Caleb. This is a bonus. It's a bonus. It's question. extra credit. Extra credit. Okay. Yes, it's a fill in the blank question. Uh oh. Okay, ready? Fill in this sentence. Say hello to your mother for me. Mother. <laughs> <laughs>